0: chapter twenty two of tarrano the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva revolution i realize that i am by nature not overly observant and in those moments when i stood out there beside the pool i think i came most forcibly to appreciate how little i habitually observe that which is not readily apparent an incident now occurred to bring it home to me and quite suddenly a score of things which i had seen during the past two hours at the festival were made plain music feasting merry-making love in the midst of it all an undercurrent of events was flowing unseen events but i had partly seen some of them and now at last i began to understand in the main hall of the pavilion midway to its roof a line of mirrors was placed along the wall facing tarrano a hundred small mirrors side by side on them were moving images of what was taking place in different parts of the festival so that tarrano and the others might see the merry-making not only in the pavilion but elsewhere as well it was interesting to watch the mirrors and sometimes amusing the scene of a gay battle of boats in a nearby lagoon the diving girls in the pools a view from the sky above of the whole scene another looking upward at the color bombs bursting overhead a bridge on which a dozen girls were besieged by as many men who sought to climb upward from their boats underneath flowers for missiles and the alkalite fumes which held off the attackers or perchance caused a girl to fall into the water to be instantly captured other mirrors eavesdropping upon the secluded islands making public for the amusement of the spectators in the pavilion the furtive love-making of couples who fancied themselves alone all this i had seen and now i remembered that occasionally a mirror had gone dark then turned suddenly to a scene somewhere else i understood now quiet incidents against tarrano were in progress the mirrors were being tampered with that none of these events should be shown there were scattered throughout the festival fully a hundred men of tarrano's guard some of them i knew by their uniforms others were concealed by red masks and robes like myself when first we entered the pavilion some twenty or thirty of them had been there with us but many of them did not stay and now i remembered that one by one i had seen them slip away lured by the slim white shapes of girls who came from the pool to beguile them i realized now that these girls of the scented pool were very possibly all working for maida most daring of all at the festival these fifty girls who now disported themselves in the water at my feet all beautiful none beyond the first flush of earliest maturity slight grey-white nymphs laughing as they discarded their hampering veils tossing their white hair as they plunged into the shimmering pool seemingly the most seductive most abandoned of every one yet as i stood there i saw three of them climb from the water and with gay shouts rush into the pavilion back in a moment and with them a flushed man one of tarrano's guards flushed and flattered at their attention his hat was gone his robe dishevelled as the girls fought for him they stopped quite close to me and i saw that one of them was alda you shall not have him she shouted to her companions he is mine he loves me none of you from her thick hair i saw her draw a tiny cylinder wave it at the man's face and with another laugh she flung her arms around his neck and fell with him into the water i watched the splash and the ripples where they went down in a moment the girl came up but the man did not in all the confusion of the crowded pool it was not very obvious a dozen perhaps of such incidents which now that i was alert to understand were apparent the mirrors might have shown some of them but the mirrors always went dark just in time tarrano's guards were disappearing and now i saw a sleon skulking in the shadows of the shrubbery nearby and i noticed too that this pool at my feet had a stream flowing outward from it a waterway connecting it with the main lake and i remembered the earthman in sub-sea garb whom i had seen were there many earthmen down here in the water when tarrano dances with the red woman you drop to the floor i remembered alda's words and her admonition be inside the pavilion and presently i caught her glance as she was poised for a dive and it seemed directing me to leave wrapped in my drab cloak I went back inside. The merrymaking had increased. The place was more crowded than ever. I had been there but a moment when a gong sounded. The music stopped. In the hush, Tarrano on the balcony rose to his feet. The tri-night hour is here. Footnote 21. He removed his mask. His face was grave, but a slight smile curved his thin lips. Let us see ourselves now as we really are footnote twenty one halfway between midnight and dawn he slipped his robe from his shoulders and stood in his festive costume for so slight a man i was surprised at the strength of him bands of gold metal encircled his naked torso a broad girdle of purple cloth hung from his waist his bare limbs were lean and straight sandals of red were on his feet and a band about his forehead with a single feather in it yet for it all he was no male nada but every inch a man gravely smiling as with a gesture he bade them all discard their masks and robes from overhead the coloured lights turned white and in the glare the robes and masks were dropped costumes grotesque some of them others symbolic others merely beautiful vivid colours dancers daringly garbed with whom the girls from the pool now mingled a moment of breathless silence then ripples of applause from the spectators and then the music and the dancing went on barbaric costumes some frankly imitated the bygone ages of venus mars and earth but the spirit that prompted them was decadence nothing more presently as i stood unmasked in my effeminate garb holding myself aloof from the girls who would have carried me off to the dancing floor i saw the roof of the pavilion roll back the open sky spread above us and from it came down an effulgence of silver light from a source high overhead it bathed us all in its soft radiance and simultaneously the lights in the pavilion went out a single golden shaft rested on tarrano elza georg and maida were still there in the golden light i could see them quite plainly could see that elza was flushed with suppressed excitement not the alkalite fumes now georg too seemed very alert and maida there was indeed a tenseness about them all an air of vague expectancy which made my heart beat faster as i realized it was tarrano totally unaware of what was about to happen was he unaware of this hidden lurking menace to him which now to me was so obvious i could not believe that yet he was imperturbable solemn as ever a shaft of golden light upon tarrano the darkened chamber the silver radiance coming down upon us in a shaft from the sky a hush lay upon the room the music had ceased now it began again very soft ethereal Everyone one in the room was gazing upward from high overhead in the silver shaft a shape appeared slowly floating downward a woman's figure it came down supported by what mechanical or scientific device i never knew it seemed floating unsupported within the pavilion suspended in mid-air i saw that it was a woman in filmy red veils poised on tiptoe in the air arms outstretched with the red veils hanging from them like wings a woman fully matured white hair piled in coils on her head with a huge scarlet blossom in it a face somewhat heavy of feature powdered white with glowing eyes dark-lidded and a scarlet mouth a face an expression in the smouldering eyes the full lips half-parted a face and an expression that seemed the very incarnation of all that is sensuous in humans the red woman the living symbol of all that lay beneath this festive merry-making the red woman For a moment she hovered there before us. A shaft of red light now came down from above. It caught her, bathed her in its lurid glow. On her face came a look of triumph, a leer almost insolent, as slowly she began fluttering through the air toward Tarrano. He rose to meet her, whispered something aside to Elza. Close before him, the red woman hovered, and now, a circle dais from the floor came up to her she rested upon it began a slow sinuous dance one by one loosening the veils the red light deepening until it painted her body red in lieu of the draperies no frivolous mockery here intense smoldering eyes as she held her gaze on tarrano's face and slowly raised her arms in invitation to him at her gesture he rose to his feet yet i knew he was not under her spell for his lips were smiling bantering but he rose obediently and stepped from the balcony to the upraised dais around his neck the red woman wound her arms white arms stained red by the lurid light a flash i did not see from whence it came but within me some subconscious impulse made me drop to the floor the light from overhead was out momentary darkness a woman's scream of terror then others the sound of running feet bodies falling panic in the crowd confusion everywhere then light from somewhere came on people were tramping me i fought them off climbed to my feet on the dais the red woman lay dead huddled in a heap with a brand of black searing her forehead sleons were leaping about the room huge half-naked men brandishing primitive knives flashing steel buried in the backs of the fleeing merry-makers other figures earthmen they seemed gripping the slayons, staying their murderous fury tarrano i did not see him at first the air above the floor of the pavilion was full of snapping sparks a battle of some unknown rays the mirrors were shattered glass from them was falling about me then in the semi gloom of the balcony tarrano's figure materialized invisible before the hostile rays upon it now made it apparent but tarrano seemed proof against the rays i could see he was unharmed and as he stood there no doubt using a curved duplicating beam the like of which i have seen used in warfare the image of him seemed to shift then it doubled two images one here one further down the balcony then still others appearing and disappearing always in different places until no one could have said where the man himself really was a dozen tarranos each enveloped in hostile sparks each with his face grinning at us in mockery abruptly i heard georg's voice shout above the din elza elza is gone the images of tarrano faded he too was gone and then i saw maida on the balcony standing with upraised arms her voice rang out down with tarrano death to tarrano and then her pleading command, Slayons, no more bloodshed. Be loyal, Slayons, to your Princess Maida. And Georg calling, Loyalty, everyone to your Princess Maida. Loyalty, loyalty. End of chapter 22